Hallelujah. Father, we worship you, we praise you, we magnify you. We can never thank you enough. We can never praise you enough for Jesus and all that he has given to us through his death, burial, and resurrection. And Father, we invoke that name over every heart and every life. And Father, may hearts be touched and lives be changed and destinies be overturned. And Father, we never tire praying this prayer. Lord, help us get this job done. Even so, Lord Jesus, we bid thee come. Father, we pray these things in Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Fredonia edition of Family Church, one of 10 locations meeting uh, throughout uh, New York, Pennsylvania, Europe, and let's just get the whole world one. Amen. So it's so good to, to see you, the faithful, the true. And so we appreciate you. We appreciate your love for Jesus. We appreciate, and there's a whole lot of things you can be doing this morning, but you, you came out to honor God. And the Bible says, they that honor me, I will honor. And so we, we just trust that uh, today you'll get answers, you get light, you'll be refreshed, you'll be strengthened in your faith. Uh, we especially want to uh, give a shout out uh, to those watching live stream all over the world. Now you say, Pastor, what do you mean by that? I mean literally all over the world. I mean other nations are, you know, commenting and reaching out and say, come over here and help us. And, and, I'm, you know, and so, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be able to answer that call as we raise up more soldiers and leaders. And so we, we welcome each and every one of you. And just a reminder, if you are watching, whatever we're doing here, go ahead and do there. You'll receive more from the service. If we're worshiping, you worship. If we're opening up our Bibles, go ahead and open up your Bibles. If we're, we're giving, go ahead and give and become a participant in the service. Well, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and dismiss our kids to their program if they have not gone already. And so as we are being ministered to up here, they will be ministered to in their classroom. Uh, before we uh, get to the message, uh, we introduced something last week and I, I want to do a little vision casting concerning it. It's been really strong in my heart concerning this building, this building which we call Magnificent, and it certainly has become that, hasn't it? It's been the very word we, we measured and what we did. If it wasn't magnificent, if it wasn't excellent, we didn't do it. And, and it wasn't something that we just thought that that would be a good idea to buy this building, do it. No, we were led, directed to the Lord, and uh, you've heard my story. I didn't want to buy this building. I had a different idea for a building, but the Lord told us to buy it and, and how to renovate and so forth. And we're so thrilled. You're so, we're so thrilled. You know, God knows a whole lot more than we do. Um, uh, you know, if, uh, you know, I didn't listen to that and obey that, or I want like this, la, 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 I can't hear you, can't hear you, you know, we'd still be in uh, the Lakeview building and looking for, for another building, but look what the Lord has done, and, uh, you know, we renovated, of course, we had a little uh, campfire, and then we re-renovated it, and, uh, but uh, what, what we're going to do uh, this year, you know, we're shooting for debt-free in 2023 or debt-free in 23, and that includes this building. Um, we have approximately still about a million dollars of debt. Now, that what is very interesting, that debt occurred in our first renovation, not so much on our second renovation. You know, the insurance and the people's generosity uh, covered the second renovation. There there's, was a few things that we, we had to do to take care of the, the building, but uh, it's certainly, uh, you can see the grace of God on it, the blessing of God on it. And so it's just strong in my heart that here we, we've completed the building, but we have something to finish up, and that is the paying it off. And we, we've had some gracious, wonderful uh, lenders and so forth that have been very, very, very good to us. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just right. The Bible says, oh, no man anything. And so it, it's right and good to, to pay off our debts. And so um, we're, we're calling this finishing it, you know, uh, very direct, very simple, the finishing it, finishing what? Finishing of the building, the last phase, getting it paid off. And I've, I, I selected for a, uh, a scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 10, 11, and this is in the New Living Translation. And uh, we're taking from the words of Paul what he said to the Corinthians, and I just like the wording here. It would be good for you to finish what you started. In this case, the Corinthians a year ago, also was a couple of years ago. 
And so we're just a little bit behind of the Corinthians. Uh, you were first one to give and you were first to begin of the doing of it. And I like this, now you should finish what you started. And so we want to finish, you know. Uh, and so again, where God leads and guides, he supplies. But it does require our participation. It does require our faith and it requires our giving. And so we're encouraging you, every time you think about it, you just say, we call magnificent paid off. We call ourselves debt free, you know, and as we put the house of God uh, first, um, this has always been our motto, and it's scriptural, and we can go through the scriptures. You know, when we take care of God's house, I mean, oh, you take care of our house. And, uh, and so maybe there's some debts you have, like it paid off. Well, you help us believe with us to get this building paid off, and, and you'll notice what God will do for you, because the Bible says, God is not mocked whatever a man sows, that he shall reap. And we're not just saying financial, but faith. I mean, no, faith can, can do a whole lot more than just uh, with our natural finances without faith. And so we've decided to bring this before the people, make this a thrust. That's us to believe together uh, concerning this and give the people an opportunity to sow. And, and so the first Sunday, you know, we have a special uh, time. We have communion. We have the kids up there uh, that we've de designated the first Sunday to take up a special offering for finishing it magnificent. Now, don't get me wrong, you can give at any time. We're not going to withhold the blessing. And so what you can do is just mark your offering envelope, you know, put finishing on it. And also, if you're like me and use the church app, there's a place where it says finishing it magnificent. You can give there. And again, we're just going to use our faith and a opportunity to sow. And so, and then we'll get this thing paid off. Amen. What we're going to do after we get this paid off, we'll start using that faith, start reaching nations and the world and so forth. And so we have to take care of Jerusalem before we can go further and further out. And so praise the Lord. So commercial over. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them with me to the book of Romans chapter 8. The book of Romans chapter 8. For the past couple of weeks, we've been on a series really since the start of the year on being led of the Holy Ghost. And this is something, it seems like past couple of years, in the beginning of the year, the Lord is, is you know, put on my heart to teach uh, concerning this. And what, what greater thing than to be led? There's a lot of things we desire of God, where there's a lot of things we want of God. And God is going to lead us and guide us into those things. So it's going to be important that we know how he leads and how he guides. So that's why we're looking at being led of the Holy Spirit. And our golden text is found in Romans 8, 14. I'm reading out of the King James Version. Your version might read uh, a little differently, but saying the same thing. It says this, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God... They are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage, again, to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. What's that mean when we get born again? God becomes our Father. Our spirits are recreated, and we have a, a natural hunger and a love for God. And verse 16, the spirit itself. Now, that's... One thing about the King James Bible, it's uh, over 400 years old, and some of the, the wording and translation, uh, sometimes you just need a, a pause a little bit to translate the translation. And uh, this is one of the places uh, where it says the Spirit itself. We know that the Holy Spirit is not an it, but it is a him. And so uh, mo most other translations say it this way, the Spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So here we see in the New Testament written to us that we can be led. Now when I mean led, that means guided, directed, receive instructions, clarity from God of what to do and when to do it. And here we can be led, guided by the Spirit of God. And we started off by drawing your attention to something uh, in these uh, three verses, we see something about being a child of God. Then we see something about being a son of God. Now, when it talks about a son, it means uh, 
someone who is much older, just like this here, a child of God is more or less talking as a baby. How I many you know uh, spiritual growth is very akin to natural growth? You know, uh, when we're born, we're babies, then we grow and we mature. And, uh, you know, we reach puberty, then adulthood. And here it's, it's telling us the same thing spiritually that, uh, you know, when we're born again, we're all babies. But there is something about uh, being a son and a daughter. It's, it's talking about growth. It's talking about maturity. And now what is very interesting here, it tells us what, what, what makes someone different from being a, a baby Christian to, to a more mature Christian. Well, it tells us right here, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So right there we see that maturity can be determined how well we're led, guided, and directed by the Spirit of God. And so, you know, we all want to grow, don't we? You know, uh, we, we love kids. Uh, you know, kids are wonderful, beautiful. We have a granddaughter. We enjoy every moment. But, you know, we, we, we don't want a child to remain a child for 30 years. You, you, know, you know, changing diapers and feeding is great for the first couple of years. But, uh, you know, after 10, 20 years, you, you know, you expect a little bit more. And same thing with God. God wants us all to grow. And part of that growth is being led, guided, and directed by the Spirit of God. And so the difference here is being led, being led to the Spirit of God. And uh, I, I love this verse because not only does it tell us that we can be led, that part of our maturity is hearing from heaven and being directed of heaven, but it tells us how the Spirit of God will lead us. And that's found in verse 16. For the Spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit, that we are the children of God. So the Holy Spirit is going to guide us. And how is he going to guide us? He's going to bear witness with our spirits. And this brought us to this thought, this point, and I've used this illustration. It's like a mailbox. You know, your mail comes to the mailbox. And if you're expecting a letter, you're expecting a package, unless it's too big for the mailbox. Um, you know, the, the postman is going to deliver the mail into the mailbox. And all you need to do, uh, and you know, this is really easy. It might be a revelation. You need to know, number one, where the mailbox is. And then you just have to simply look in the mailbox. Very, very simple. Now, um, if you look in the refrigerator... If you look in the microwave, you know, you're not going to get the mail. As much as you love the refrigerator, as much as we want our mail, and our, wouldn't be great Amazon packaging, you just open up the refrigerator and there it is. As much as we'd like that, it doesn't work that way. It, it will be in the mailbox. And so that's why it's important if God's going to lead us and guide us, he's going to deliver his mail into the mailbox, which is our spirit. And so we have to know where our spirit is, you know, how to identify our spirit and how the spirit of God is going to speak to us. And that brought us to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 23. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly or completely. And I pray God your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Here it talks about our whole being. That's why God here says, I, I want my work to be complete in your whole being. And it tells us the parts of our being, spirit, soul, and body. So we can say it this way, that man, meaning male man, female man, is a triune being made up of three parts. I like to say it this way better, that, that I am a spirit being. I'm a spirit I have a soul, I possess a soul, and I live in a body. And we, we took time in looking at these parts, identifying these parts. We know body, uh, our, our soul is our mind, will, and emotions. And, and uh, we looked at each one of these parts. And we, we saw that each part of our being has a voice. Our body has a voice of feelings. If you're hungry, you feel hungry. If you're angry, you feel angry. If you're tired, you feel tired. That's how our body communicates. Our, our soul or our mind is through the intellect, through thoughts, and also through emotions. 
but we have to understand that the Bible doesn't say as many as, uh, are led by our flesh or our body, they're the sons of God, that the Spirit of God does not bear witness. So God's leading guidance isn't going to be based on how we feel. In my experience, most of God's leading guidance has nothing to do with the way I feel about it. You know, you know, by the stripes I'm healed. Well, I may not feel healed, but truth says I am healed. See, healing is not a feeling. It's truth. But when you hold to the truth and believe the truth, feelings come. And uh, also, God's not going to lead us through our minds. You know, we, we have some wonderful thoughts, some wonderful plans, and it's good. Thank God for our mind. It helps us tie our shoes, do our taxes, drive down the right side of the street, and stop at the stop sign. And we don't belittle our minds. God gave us our minds to help us and guide, to, to, to direct, you know, natural affairs. But that is not where God is going to talk to us. It says this, he's going to bear witness with our spirit. And so it's the spirit of man is the mailbox. Um, Proverbs says this, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. What's that mean? Uh, if God's going to lead us and guide us or enlighten us in with direction, he's going to do it in our spirit. And so what is the voice of our spirit? The voice of our spirit is conscience. So when our body wants to talk to us, we have feelings. When our mind wants to communicate, we have thoughts, imaginations, and pictures. But when our spirit talks, it is the voice of conscience. And now we know that voice. That is the voice after we're born again. The Bible says that our conscience is pure. It is purified by the blood of Jesus. We're made pure in our conscience. Our, our, our conscience is clear and right. And then, um, you know, as we walk, that conscience, the voice of our spirit, is to be our moral guide, to direct us and guide us. And if you've been saved any length of time, you know the voice of your conscience. Um, and again, not a show of hands, but I'll raise my hand for you. Have you ever said something or did something wrong after you were born again? Yes, we all have. And if you check in your mailbox, and again, the reason I point here, uh, the Bible says the spirit of man is can Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Jesus said in John chapter 7, out of his belly shall flow rivers of water. And it said this, this he spake of the Spirit. So the Spirit of God resides. We're the temple of the Holy Ghost, but the Spirit of God resides in our spirit. And so when the Holy Ghost is going to lead us and guide us, he's going to do it through our spirit. And that's located in the belly area. And if you notice that if you said something wrong or done something wrong, in here, your belly area, not your stomach, but in your belly area, you sense something. What? You, you sense an uneasiness. You, you sense, uh, you know, a scratching. You, you sense um, a, a, a spiritual sensation that you, you said something wrong. It's not a very wonderful feeling. To me, it's the worst feeling in the world. Because the Bible says, you know, when we're born again, we have peace with God. And I love the peace of God. And the Bible says we ought to endeavor to keep the unity of that peace. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. And so to, to walk, we should all be walking in peace and following our hearts. But when you violate your heart, when you violate uh, a moral command uh, of God, there's an uneasiness in your spirit. What is that? That's, that's conscience. That is the voice of your spirit. And uh, when the spirit of God bears witness with your spirit, that's how the Bible says he will lead us and guide us, what the spirit of God is going to do when he wants to lead you, guide you, and direct you, he's going to pick up the phone of your spirit. He's going to bear witness with your spirit. So how does your, your, your spirit talk? Through conscience. So the Holy Ghost in you, is going to pick up the phone of your spirit, which is conscience, and he's going to lead you, guide you, and direct you through your conscience. Now, we, we, we say it this way. It, the same spirit that corrects you will direct you if you will listen to it. And so, uh, 
That's why it's important to, to develop a tender conscience. And whenever you, you violated your heart, is to acknowledge that and, and say, and, and to make amends and make it right. Uh, the Bible says this that uh, give diligence, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Uh, the Amplified Bible says this guard your heart above all that you guard. What is it saying? To, to make sure you, you keep your guide, you, you keep sensitive in, in your heart. Because out of it, out of your heart are the issues of life. What does that mean? It says, what happens out here, the issues of life, is greatly determined how close you follow in here. And so we, we have to be very, very sensitive to it. Sensitive to our heart and not to... to uh, put that thing down not to continually violate that and if you know if we do violate and we all have first thing you do is you acknowledge oh I, I i missed it i sinned and father forgive me and if it's an offense towards someone else you have to have a little bit of humility and you have to ask them to forgive you and that'll keep you very tender before the lord and if you will be faithful to follow the corrections of your heart that will allow you to follow the directions in your heart you you can't have the directions without following the corrections it, it, it is a law because it doesn't come any other way you have to heed and that's why it, it's so very important to, to follow those corrections and if you follow those corrections then you can learn to use that as a direction in your life. And what is very interesting, concerning your heart, the Spirit of God resides in your heart. He knows all things. You know, He knows what to do, what not to do, what to invest, what not to invest. He, he, he knows all things. And if you will be sensitive to your own heart, your own spirit, um, you can know all things. There, there, there'll be a lot of things that you won't need to pray about that you will know because you've developed a very sensitive heart to the Lord. Now, just, just for the sake of Scripture concerning this, put up on here 1 John 2.20. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 20. And notice what it says, and you have. See, when you're born again, you have this. The Spirit of God has come to reside in your spirit. You have an unction. An unction means anointing the Holy Spirit. You, you have this unction from the Holy One. But notice with that, that unction, that anointing with the Holy Spirit, you, you'll know all things. It didn't say you're going to know. It didn't say, uh, you know, if you pray hard enough and long enough, you, you'll know. It says you know. That, that, that you, you know all things. What, what is that saying? The Spirit of God in you knows all things. And if you'll develop your heart to be very sensitive to him and walk very humbly and tender before him, you can know, know all things. You, you, you won't, won't need to pray about a lot of things. So let, let's just kind of open this up and look at it. Really, as a Christian, that uh, we ought to be following that unction in everyday affairs of life. And to, to be inside-minded, you know, not goofy, not, not weird, but how I many know that uh, you, you can have, uh, so to speak, one eye and one ear to what's going around you and carry on daily life, but also be very sensitive on the inside and be checking your mailbox. And uh, just about every day, I receive corrections from the Lord in my spirit. Now, you may say, Pastor, I don't have that every day because you're further ahead than I am. You're much sweeter, nicer, more Christ-like. I've been blessed with such a wonderful personality that, that uh, I, I, sit, I kid very often that this is my cross to bear. Many times I have to pray, fast, read my Bibles, and, and, you know, and so forth just to keep my flesh under check. But what is across me also helps me to be more spiritually sensitive. And so, but just daily walking, I've learned just to always check on the inside 
And, uh, you know, if you learned, if you learned to follow it, uh, it, it will help you in a lot of things. And the primary uh, thing it'll help you with is, is in relationships, what to say and what not to say. Now, most of the time, it's what not to say. And, um, you know, the Bible says this, trust in the Lord with all of your what? Heart or your spirit and lead not to your own understanding. Have you ever said something or did something and you thought it was okay? It's all right to say that. I have the right to say that. It's true, by the way. And, but in here, you get that sunken feeling that, that, uh. well, Houston, you have a choice. Do you, you trust in your head or do you trust in your heart? The Bible says, trust your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And notice this, he'll direct your paths. So when, when you acknowledge this, you get direction. See, we, we miss it. We miss it a lot of times because when we think, will the Lord direct me, uh, we're, we're thinking the handwriting on the wall. You know, an audible voice, of a dream, an angel, or circumstances that are favorable to us. And we, we look out here, but that's not how God leads us. Here he says the Spirit of God will bear witness. Now, it may not be spectacular, but it is supernatural. Every day you have an unction on, on the inside. And let me say this, that approximately 90% of the way God leads me, guides me, and directs me is by the inward witness. It's, it's probably more than that, but uh, conservatively 90%. And if you say, well, that's you, Pastor, I, I'm special. Well, let me, let me use Kenneth Hagin. You know, Kenneth Hagin, um, when I use his name, it's sort of like a trump card. You know, you may question my validity and my knowledge and my experience, but Kenneth Hagin has proven out. You remember the old commercials, and you kids ask your grandparents about this. That there used to be a commercial on TV about E.F. Hutton. How many remember that? He was like a broker, an investment broker, and so forth. And uh, there'd be two businessmen sitting at a table in a restaurant. And one, one would say, you know, my, my, my broker is blah, blah, blah. And no one's paying attention. And he says this. And then another man would spot, no, my broker is E.F. Hutton. The waiter stopped. And everyone puts their paper down and they're listening. And he said, if Ehat Hutton says this, you know, people stopped and took heed because supposedly, I, I don't know how good Ehat Hutton is, but when he says something, it means something. Well, I, I, same thing with Kenneth Hagin. Well, Jesus appeared to him. And Jesus taught him about being led to the Spirit of God. And there's a book out, and I encourage you to get that book, read it. Every, you know, feed your spirit on that, especially if you want guides and direction. Get that book and, and learn how the Spirit of God leads because I'm just giving you the scratch and sniff version. That book will give you more of the, the substance of it. And Jesus said this, that the number one way that I lead my children is through the inward witness, the voice of your conscience. So this, this thing I'm talking about is the number one way, over 90% of my leadings. If, I, if we're looking elsewhere, you know, you have an unction from the Holy One. You know all things. A lot of times when people are always asking, what should I do, what should I do, what's about the... They haven't learned to check their mailbox. And again, it takes time, especially when you're a baby Christian, to learn to identify your spirit, separate your soul, your emotions from it. That comes through praying in tongues, meditating in the Word, and growth and experience. But to, to learn to, 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 to be sensitive to that, and you can know all things. And like I said, in, in daily conversations, you know, I go ar a lot, around a lot of ministers, around a lot of tables, ministers, and ministers like to talk. And just because they're ministers doesn't mean they're all sanctified. You know, and, uh, you know, they'll be talking about certain situations, church, and then you know, you always want to put your two cents in and join the con. And I'm ready to say something that I know. And also, <clears throat> and so I retract that. I, I don't say anything. Yeah. I, I don't say anything. You know, husbands and wives, it do you well to listen. Yes, 
Because, you know, there, there's things you want to say, you want to do. Your flesh is very loud. Your mind has a lot of thoughts. You know, your flesh, let them have it. Give them the cold shoulder. Or you say something, you just snap. You know, maybe you didn't intend to, but you did. If you listen down here, there's an uneasiness. And you have to understand that you, you have to get that clean and tender before the Lord to, 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 to walk closely with Him. The Bible says this, that if our heart condemns us, could you go ahead and put that scripture up, if our heart condemns us? I don't know if I gave that to you. No, that isn't it. It's in 1 John, if you don't have it. God is greater than our hearts. No, that isn't it. Read before you put them up there, sir. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Everyone turn around and look at Edwin. <laughs> he is in control of Scripture. Do you see that smile? I call him my brown son. And because he's smiling, I can never get angry at him. He can cost me $10,000, and he just smiles and says, it's all right. Now, there's others that, no. <laughs> but notice this. If our heart condemns us, the Spirit of God bears with us with our, spark, our hearts. Heart, that, that, uh, that check. God is greater than our hearts. God, we walk with God. We serve God from our spirits and knoweth all things. Next verse. For if our heart condemns, beloved, if our heart condemns us not, that means if we have peace on the inside, we make it right, then we have confidence towards God. Now, I'm, I know I'm pushing back there. These scriptures, I'm giving the next verse. And notice this, and whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments and know those things that are pleasing in his sight. Keep that up there, please. Notice the importance of walking in your heart. A tender conscience, without a tender conscience, and following and obeying the promptings and the correctings of your heart, um, your faith won't work. Notice, it's only when, when our conscience is clear, we can ask. And notice what it says, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in the sight. See, a lot of times we have our own idea of what pleases the Lord. You know, of course, the natural commandments. But the number one way you know if you're walking with the Lord and pleasing him is you're following your heart. I would really wish I could have time. I teach a lot about the coming of the Lord and how we're going to stand before him in the judgment seat. You know, the Bible says, if we abide in Him, then we have confidence. What, what it's saying, if you will allow that anointing, follow that anointing in your life, your daily affairs, when He comes, you'll have confidence and not be ashamed before Him at His coming. But it all ties down to your heart. That's why this is so important. That's why the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. Out of it in your life. And the Amplified says, above all you do. Notice how everything is tied in to your heart. And so, you know, um, if you listen to your heart, especially young people. Well, old people do. I don't know what old people are. I, I'm not planning to get old till another 50 years. But uh, if you listen to your heart, it'll be talking to you. You know, there, there's a lot of distractions in this world you know Facebook Netflix this that there's stuff I don't even know about but if you listen to your heart you know there's nothing wrong with that but if you get to the point where all of a sudden something talks put it down that's being sensitive have you ever said, I, I know that, because, you know, I'm just like everyone else. I, do, I hope, to, you know, you ever scroll, I'm waiting for something interesting to pop up. Yeah. Then I'll get this, eh, all right. You know, time waster, you know, this and that. Not wrong, you know, not wrong with a, a, a TV show, Netflix, but maybe by the third episode, the th <laughs> you know, you're going on the binge. If you listen on this side, your spirit's going to talk to you and say, mm, I'm hungry, put that thing down. 
And just be learn to be sensitive. See, we want direction. But we got to follow this correction. And when you learn to follow the correction, you'll, you'll know all things. See, I don't need to pray, God, do you want me to do that? that oh, okay, enough of that. Or, you know, how, how do you know to pray? I follow my heart. I'll be doing something all of a sudden. Something in my heart. Well, it's time. I got to put everything aside and to pray. Out of it are the issues of life. You know, and so let, let's, how much time? Oh, I got a little bit of time. And I found this out, that uh, following this unction, you know, if our heart condemns us, the Holy Spirit picks up the phone of our spirit that we'll get a scratch uh, from the Holy Ghost trying to get our attention, that God leads more by stop signs than by green lights. Have you found that to be so? And, And... and it's an amazing thing. You know, um, we understand traffic signals, red lights. You know, and ideally you want to go all the way down Central Avenue or 60 and hit all the green lights. Yeah, isn't that great? And you know, when the green, green light is there, you don't need to stop. You just keep going and going and going. But you have to be checking those, those traffic signals. Check, you know, and, and we, we could almost say this, that our spirit is a traffic light. And as we're going down the line, you know, we, can, we go, we have business, we have to do stuff. But we, we want to be checking the light. And um, every so often, you know, you're driving, and all of a sudden you see that yellow and red. What is it trying to do? It's, it's, it's communicating to you. Stop. And I, I find this true with being led the Spirit. That, uh, you know, you go through life. You don't need to pray about a whole lot of things. But if you're sensitive here, you'll, you'll know. I can keep going this way. But I, I keep an eye on the mailbox or the traffic light. But, man, if there's a yellow or a stop, in all your ways, acknowledge Him. Trust the Lord with all your heart, lead not to understand. All your ways acknowledge Him. And, and, and to learn to, to follow that. You know, in all the affairs of life. Let, let me help some of you young folk. Um, when, many years ago, you know, I was, I was a young, single pastor. And, uh, and of course, you know the number one thing you single folks have on your mind is you want to get married. Then after you get married, you wish you would have thought differently. <laughs> you know, you, you know it, it, it's a trick from God to get you married, you know. <laughs> now, you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm joking, but, the, you know, young, that's number one. Number one, there, there's a flesh thing. There's also a mind thing you're thinking about, you can't come out and think about it. And that's great and wonderful and so forth. But how many know you're not led by your flesh, you're not led by your mind, you're led by your spirit? So many years ago, I, I, of course, wanted to get married. And I saw Nancy Johnston come into the back. I remember that. I can tell you what she was wearing. And I tell you, I liked the way she looked. Let me ask you, is that my spirit? Or is that my flesh? Yeah. I have thoughts. Wow. I'm wondering, you know, thinking. But how many know that's not the leading guidance of the Lord? Yeah. And so, you know, I, I, I acknowledged the Lord in that, but I was going to act on that. And then something crazy began to happen. She started to serve in the church. And when she started serving the church, that wow's effect multiplied by 10. Ooh. I wish I had some time to, to teach on that. That um, if you, you want God's best, serve in the church. Be like Isaac. He was busy with his father's business. And he didn't go out checking and going to the bars, going on date sites and so forth. No, father supernaturally brought Rebecca to him because he was faithful in father's house. 
That's why a faithful man will bound blessing. If you're faithful somewhere, God can direct things to you. But if you're sporadic and you're not faithful, then you're on your own. And there's a beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, lesson to be learned there. We don't have time. But a- after that, I, I, I saw her and, and uh, you know, saw her serving. I, you know, I was a secret agent. I'd be looking and observing, seeing how she talked, and then she'd turn and I'd be 10. I wasn't paying attention. You understand that. Then, you know, it just got, she just got gooder and gooder. And so it's time to pray. And I know this will cause some of you to stumble. I prayed four months before I asked her out. Now, why did I take four months? I'm not telling you you have to take four months. Number one, I'm a pastor, and that's a sheep. And if I do anything to hurt any of God's sheep, God will hurt me. Yeah, God takes the sheep very personally. You think that your pastor is, is in cahoots with God. No, you're in cahoots with God. God will get on the pastor if he, if he don't treat you right and, and take care of his sheep. It says, any man destroy uh, uh, the body of Christ, him God will destroy. He was talking to ministers. So I, I want to be very careful not to, to hurt one of God's sheep. And, you know, understand the, the repercussions of that. And, of course, you know, you want to pick wisely. So I had to know because, you know, and understand, especially if your, your flesh is loud and mind is loud, you have to take time to pray more. Yeah, I, I've learned this throughout this. If my soul is excited about something, I don't act on it. I put it aside until I separate my soul from my spirit through praying and meditation and, yeah. and, and, and prayer. And I'll take time. And so... I, I, I prayed four months, you know, an hour or two a day concerning it. praying in tongues. Just want to make sure. And again, you don't need to do this if you're looking. I, I, much is given, much required just because of everything that, and, and plus anyone married to me, it has to be God. No one in the right mind would want to marry me. And so uh, I, I, I prayed and after, you know, after four months, guess what? God didn't say anything. You know why he didn't say anything? Because the Bible's true. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. The Spirit of God bears witness with your spirit. I'm I'm, I'm expecting God God to to give me a dream, a vision, handwriting on the wall. But he actually wants me to be led according to the Bible, the number one way. And so the, and after four months, I said, all right, Lord, she's, she's looking too good now, and I put it before you, and I don't want my soul or my flesh to get in the way. And so what I did is I proceeded down, but I kept my eye on the traffic signals. And as I proceeded with her, I had nothing but green lights. There was no check signs. And of course, you know, after 27 years, you know, it speaks for itself. Again, what I'm talking about is being sensitive, being led in here. Out of it are the issues. Everything. You know, you, you, you can know all things. You know, and th- this, this has served me well. 90% of God's leading is this way. You know, and, and can you understand? G- Jesus said something powerful in, in John 11. If any man walks in the light, he stumbleth not. But he says if a man walks in darkness, he doesn't know where he's going, he stumbles. See, the spirit of man is the candle or the light of the Lord. If someone is not being led and lived from their heart, they walk in darkness and they stumble. What do you mean? Decisions, investments. They stumble because they're stumbling in the dark. In here. We got to be God inside minded about everything. And we got to learn to trust in the Lord with all of our heart. And we'll look more at this next week. Lean not to our own understanding. The Holy Ghost knows a whole lot more than you. I'll give you one more example. Again, I'm talking about the same spirit that corrects you will direct you if you listen. That This is the number one way. Um, back when I was assistant pastor, I would preach twice a month on Sunday nights. 
the, the uh, Pastor David, Pastor Leslie would preach Sunday morning. Then uh, Pastor Connie, who was his wife, uh, would preach two Sundays. And I preached Sunday. We would alternate Sunday nights. And so there was a rotation on Sunday nights. Well, because I was a young man, you know, how many know young people hang out with young people? And because I was young and on fire of the Lord, I had quite a following of people that, from, especially from the Jamestown area, that would drive down, this before we had the Jamestown church, would drive down to come to hear me speak. And then we'd go to McDonald's or once in a while Bergen, but McDonald's. And it was, it was a thing, it was fun. You know, fellowship's important. You know, faith, faith is, is number one, but it, it's important to have people around you the same, you know, same faith and the fellowship that that's important especially young people and uh, so we, we'd go out and uh, we'd fellowship well this would go on for a couple years and one of the gals that came down uh, was a very skilled keyboardist and had a, a great a great voice and she used to travel with an evangelist that um, she would play music and sing for and he would preach and after a couple of years, he said, you know, the, the guy I used to work for, um, he's coming to Jamestown. I'm going to ha have a meeting in Jamestown. I, I'd like you for you to come. And of course, they've been coming for two years to hear me preach. It would be, you know, and this is another thing. Sometimes you, you need to learn to live by principle than by preference. You, you need to do what's right because it's right. And so to, to go there would be right it'd be by principle regardless if i preferred to go or not you know doing what's right because it's right the bible says the integrity of the upright shall guide him integrity will guide you doing what's right god you don't need to pray about doing what's right should i pay my taxes or not should i things that are right you don't need to pray integrity rightness and so integrity would guide me i said yeah of course i come but when i said that i got a check and it was going to be like the next Sunday night. And I got a check. And every time I thought about it, when I I'd go down that path in my thought life, there'd be a, a yellow light, a stop sign. That spirit corrected me. And, and it became strong. That I knew that there was a check. The Lord was warning me about going. Well, Houston, we got a problem. So I plead my case with the Lord. Lord, you said the integrity of the upright shall guide him. You know, Lord, it's going to make me look like a hypocrite. Here they come for two years. They, this is the only time they ask me to go to their church. The only time, and I tell them no. They're not going to understand. I, I can't say the Lord told me not to go. They're going to think, you know, I'm just being lazy. And, you know, and, and so I begin to pray on it and pray. And, you know, Lord, what, what's this? And... Uh, after praying much in tongues, see, when your spirit prays, you speak mysteries, your heart becomes sensitive. I begin to, again, not a voice, not a dream, not, a, not something out here, in here. As I'm praying before the Lord about this thing, I begin to sense that it's not a matter of danger. Because if it was a matter of danger, car accident, or a terrorist attack, whatever, I don't care, whoever. I've, I've, I've got too many illustrations. I obey God. But I begin to get a sense that it's not a matter of danger, but a matter of the Lord's trying to spare me an unpleasant experience in church. He cares about everything. He'll lead you. You can know all things. If a man walks in the light, he stumbles not. And so I, I, I acknowledged the Lord. And I said, Lord, I had that check. I acknowledged it. I pray. And I, I'm picking this up, Lord. And I said this, if you don't mind, if you don't mind, you're my Lord. The Bible says, let us plead together, declare thou that thou mayest be justified. Lord, if you don't mind, I'd like to go. The reason I'd like to go, two reasons. Number one, it doesn't look like I'm putting them off. They've come, and this means something to them. I want to go. And, you know, I, I believe you, you can see that. 
And number two, Lord, since it's not a matter of danger, and I know that you've never led me wrong, that the Spirit of God is truth and no lie, this would be another good illustration. And this will prove another thing that no matter what, my spirit has never misguided and mis misdirected me. So we went. And, but I just didn't go alone. I brought other people with me from the church. I don't know. Did, did, did you go to that? You know, uh, my family and some others. And so, of course, th th this is uh, evangelist coming. And so we, we get there early. We get, I think, a half an hour early. Of course, we want to get a seat, a good seat. And we get there half an hour early. There's no one in the church. I says, do we got the right night? You know, and, and uh, there's no one in church. And so, uh, with, and uh, then I came out, or there, there was a man that was, they, they had like the sound equipment on the platform. We used to have that at BCF before we moved in the back. There was like a sound area for all the sound equipment. And there was a guy there, and uh, I, he wore pants, and he just wore a shirt without a tie, and he wore some type of vest, open vest. You know, and of course, me being raised by, by Brother Hagen, Rima, preachers wear ties. He wasn't wearing a tie. He, he was more casual. I just figured he, he worked in the sound department. My own understanding. He worked in the sound department. And after I, you know, I thought that, the word of the Lord came to me. What is the word of the Lord? If you come Tuesday nights, you know, but it's the audible voice of the Holy Ghost. Supernatural direction. And the word of the Lord, like an audible voice, said to me, that is tonight's guest speaker. And he's not right spiritually with me. Boom. And, I, and of course, there's people around, they didn't hear it because it's in the spirit realm. Well, like this, I didn't tell anybody. And, and I walked and I paced the sidewalk. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You can hear Reverend Greer doing it. Oh, my God. You know, and uh, what, have I, what have I done? What have I gotten into? And of course, then near, near uh, service time, more people came. And I, I think that it was pretty much a full house. And we, we sat there. And they went through preliminaries. And, and the, the evangelist began to speak. You know, when he began to speak, I never hurt so bad in so many places. Number one, you can tell he was not right with God. And number two, he didn't know the Bible. He misquoted the Bible. And number three, not only was he ignorant, not only didn't he walk with God, he went long. I mean, it just got worse and worse and worse. <laughs> uh, so I said, I can't take much more of this, you know. You know, and so, um, what, what do you mean? Okay. You know, there's, there's painting in the lines. Or there, there's the stripes on the highway. It's nice when they're right. But what if, if someone just went like this all over or, you know, color outside? It would drive you crazy. And that's what he was doing. He was going all else. He didn't make sense. And after I, a good hour of that, I don't know how long he preached, I turned to our gracious host, Gail, I got to get these people home. I didn't say, I want to go home now. And we left. But you can see, you know all things. If we learn to be God inside minded, you'll never be in the dark. You know, eventually we look at how, how to develop it. But the number one way, if your heart condemns you, you have an unction, you have an Listen to your heart. And it begins not by big business investments and so forth. It begins by everyday life, your speech, your conduct, just walking tenderly with the Lord. And so we're going to have to pick this up uh, next week. Then we're going, to, um, we're going to talk more about every area of our life. You know, a lot of times, let me just say this as a precursor, a lot of times... We are believing God, and yet we don't get our answers because we're not listening on the inside. And we're going to see how that applies to a lot of areas. So let's, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your grace.
your goodness and your mercy. Lord, we thank you for helping us and giving us utterance. Lord, you want us all to grow and be led. You all want us to walk in light, not to stumble. Lord, I've done the best I can and will continue to teach along this line. Father, to, to be led, to be guided, to be directed by your Spirit. And I thank you for all these wonderful, precious, precious people. Father, I ask that uh, these things will be clear. Father, that uh, more light will come into their individual lives. Now, Father, as we're praying, if there's anyone here, a man, woman, boy, or girl, here or watching online, that is not born again, I pray that, Father, you'd speak to their hearts, show them that there's a heaven again, hell to shun, show them their need of a Savior. And, Father, I thank you for strengthening them, Father, to obey the call of salvation. So with heads bowed and eyes closed real quick, I know that uh, Sunday morning here is our own, mostly our own folks. You, nowadays, you must really love the Lord to come to church. But we want to make sure. Is there anybody here you have never made Jesus the Lord of your life? You never asked Jesus to come in your heart? Jesus said you have to be born again. Why do we need to be born again? Because we've all sinned come short of the glory of God. If you sin once, that sin will keep you out of heaven. And there's no remedy of sin. There's no enough penance you can do or, you know, going to church, keeping commandments. Um, sin is a deadly disease that will keep you out of heaven and send you to hell. And there's no natural remedy for it. Only thing that can take away sin is the blood of God. And that's why Jesus Christ came and shed his blood. That's why we all have need of a savior no matter how good and moral you are without a savior you still have sin you've always sinned once and no matter what you've done you can't wash it away only jesus blood can wash away that sin we all we're all in that boat and so if you're here watch online you never made jesus the lord of your life you've never been born again go ahead and raise your hand anybody here anybody here you've never been born again again uh our our people here you, you know, they love the Lord. They came to church. But for those of you online, maybe you're watching, maybe you don't understand it, go ahead and raise your hand. I'm going to give one more invitation to people here, and you stay tuned. Uh, one more invitation here. If you are born again, you know it in your heart you're born again, but we're talking about your heart. Your heart condemns you. And uh, even I'm talking right now, your heart is, is talking to you scratch and say and you know that you're not walking with God you're what we call backslidden the Bible calls it prodigal son and daughter and you want to rededicate your life to the Lord go ahead and raise your hand anybody here I see the hand God bless you I see that hand God bless you I see that hand God bless you praise the Lord and if you're watching by online go ahead and raise your hand I can't see it but God can we have a couple of hands here and the beautiful thing about God. God makes it so simple to get our answer, whether it's to be born again or to rededicate our lives. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so, Father, so right now what we're going to do is we're going to call. How do we call? We call through prayer. And we're all going to pray together. I'm going to lead you in a very simple but scriptural prayer. Those of you that raised your hand or should have raised your hand, pray this with us. Mean business with God, and He's going to mean business with you. Your life is going to change. That includes all those watching online. So let's pray this with those that raise their hand. Dear God, I believe that Jesus is your Son. He died for me and rose again from the dead so I can be saved. Today, I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Father. I'm now your child. And my life will never, ever be the same again after this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, know this. If you prayed that prayer, no matter where you've been, what you have done, the blood of Jesus is so much greater Writing down is as if you've never sinned. Now, the devil may remind you, but you just remind the devil of the blood of Jesus. And the most important thing, the devil may remember it, but God doesn't. He casts away your sin. You're righteous. You can come boldly to the throne of grace. And if you're watching online and you prayed that prayer with us, go ahead and contact us. We'd love to, to know about it. We'd love to pray for you and help you get started and your new life in God. Well, were you helped this morning? 
Well, we certainly love you and appreciate you. We're going to go ahead and dismiss. And, um, oh, is there a football game or something tonight? <laughs> yeah, you, you want to hear? Reverend Scott's not here. I'm going to tell up on him. You, you know, I don't watch football. I, you know. And so, um, you know, I have a bunch of meetings that I got to do. You know, I like to teach and, and so forth. And I said, well, why don't we, why don't we do that meeting for this night, when this was about a week or two ago, for, for this night, you know, because I'm, I like, I like to keep busy for the Lord, and we, that's how we do it, and, he, and, he, and I get a text, um, I don't want to be the carnal one, but that's the Super Bowl night, <laughs> and so, so I changed it, <laughs> so that, that's fun, that, that's why it's always dangerous to be absent from church. You never know when you're going to be an illustration. So that's why you always want to come. All right. Well, we certainly love you and whoever you're voting for. No, you don't vote for. Whoever you want to win, just enjoy the fellowship, the game. Uh, you know what I'll be doing. So in the morning, I'll find out who won. God bless you. You're dismissed.